Hey man, so you know, hey man, we've been, hey man, we've been, hey man, hey man, <laughs> we've been, <laughs> we, we, this, this quarantining isn't is you know, it, 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 the end is not in sight. It's nowhere uh, in sight. But for me, uh, it is. For me, it is. You think so? I mean, you went to the pool and everything. I went on a hike, but you know, when are we? When 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 are we gonna see each other? But but well, we did one on good, We did on Friday. Let's not forget. Technically, that. I didn't even get to hug you, man. <laughs> that that's how bad it is. I know. But the but the the one the one good thing though that I can say that the coronavirus is doing that even the U.S. government can't it stops school shootings. That's right. Now the school shooters have to just go door to door, door to door. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I guess in reality, COVID saved lives, right? <laughs> in reality, maybe it was the schools that was the problem the entire time. Right. It's nothing to do with society or systemic whatevers or i don't know <laughs> people with guns but no it was the schools. it was the along. schools as long as we get rid of schools there'll be no more school shootings now, what have bullies been doing doing since in since being in lockdown are they just like, like making fun of their cats they're being they're getting beat up by their abusive parents duh oh okay and then but they need like a release for that so hence out to their to their cats to their hamsters what, what kind of yeah, whatever, whatever local, whatever local flora or fauna are out there right now. Okay. <laughs> or do they the, just go online? Their nearest, their nearest sibling. <laughs> they can go online too. They go on. I'm, I'm sure they go online and bully people all the time for liking, right. you know, smashing pumpkins and goo goo dolls and right. things like that. And wearing wearing masks in public. <laughs> <laughs> those are the adult bullies. <laughs> or is it the people who wear masks bullying those who don't wear masks? I can't even keep track of who's the victim in this whole scenario who really? bullies the bullies <laughs> <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of the skinny with mike and adam everybody i'm joined once again by my co-host adam we're here how you doing this week adam dear god i got to go outside i mean last last sunday i actually had people over to my house <laughs> not me not who, you. who are these people? I'll, these I need, people were, you know. Can you please sister? give me their names and where I can find them so that I can report them to the local authorities? Yes. Well, you know, it was Mother's Day, so we decided to take the take the leap and risk and uh, hang out with the elderly folks. Who, oh. You know, hadn't hadn't left their house in over two months either. So you're going to bring oh. the COVID to them. Okay. Well, they brought it to us because they're. Oh, that's, they oh they came over. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> Sorry. Sounds like you got a little bit of COVID in you right now. Man, as soon as I start talking. But yeah, we decided to risk it. And uh, and so now I have the COVID and we're we're good to go. So, But we got to spend some time with other people, Mike. Do you know what that's like to hang around other people? I have no people? idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. It was I've so heard, weird. I've heard legends of people um, <laughs> spending time with one another. But, uh, you know, that was... In the in the long long ago, I know. And then like Nora like got overstimulated and was like, "I'm gonna go take a nap." And you know, Nora doesn't take a nap ever. And then you like know, she, she went... hasn't taken naps in like five years. <laughs> and then she like went to her room and then came back in like two minutes because you know Don <laughs> Don and her dad were talking too loud. <laughs> so I was just like, ah, it feels normal again. <laughs> <laughs> Don's dad was talking too loud. Wow, this 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 really is a blast from the past. I know. He was talking about how how dumb it is that we wear masks, but we should be oh. wearing masks. You know, he <laughs> straddles. We them. should be wearing masks, yes. but it's dumb that we wear masks. Exactly. Okay. So it's it's exactly. He's, he's uh, playing both sides. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what a coward! <laughs> it's good that we're being safe, but at the same time, the government shouldn't. 
be enforcing us to be safe. Right, because all of those people who haven't been wearing masks have been arrested aggressively. Aggressively. <laughs> aggressively arrested for not wearing masks. You That's fucking they, idiots. They had to build all those prisons for all those anti oh, yeah. wearers. All these all these new private privatized prisons <laughs> just for mask just for non mask wearers. Or they just threw them in the, the quarantine like hospitals that didn't end up getting used. Like, well, this is what you get. Look at what you rot. <laughs> so there's that. And uh, does he yeah. just like the sound of his own voice? Is that is that what it is? He just needs something to complain about. Well, he's only been yelling at the TV for the last two months. So now oh, that's true. Yeah. Now he can talk loudly around other people. And so what you you're know, trying to I'm, say I'm is always... that it was a mistake to have them over. Okay. No, it was perfectly <laughs> legitimate. Okay. It's, I mean, like you said, it's just a normal, it's just a normal weekend whenever they come over. It's... He's whining about something, talking too loud. <laughs> I know. It's okay. And then Don. Farting on your go. couch. <laughs> there was, oddly enough, no farting. That was all right. Mm. So yeah, that was, that was all right. And then. So then the seven-year-old, who's now seven. Who is now to, seven. Happy so, birthday to Adam's oldest. I know. We had to celebrate it without Mike for the first time in her entire life. It was really entire weird. Entire life. That's we right. We realized, like, man, Mike has been here for every single birthday. He was there for the conception, the birth, mm-hmm. and every single birthday after. But I remember the conception. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason age seven it's like he's nowhere to be found except on a video where he spent like a minute talking about a grill and then said happy birthday i don't know what was up with that grill (laughs) (laughs) i don't know either i don't know where that grill came from (laughs) how it ended up in my possession why some assembly was required (laughs) (laughs) so um there so we we celebrated all day long we filled up 12 balloons with activities like little paper, like written on a piece of paper, different activities. So she would pop them throughout the day. And, you know, by hour 10 of that, we were all very, very exhausted. We're like, you're not, you're not going to do the last two. Too many balloons. You're not going to do the last two. We ran out of time. (laughs) But that's a perfect way to celebrate a seven year old's birthday, not doing what they want. (laughs) We had done what she wanted all day. Yeah, I guess that's fine. And I did laundry in the middle of all that. It was kind of interesting. Oh, good. You got a break. <laughs> I did laundry, okay. folded it, put it away, and we still celebrated. So it was it was cool. Well, nice. It sounds like a fun time. And then you guys went to birthday. the pool, didn't you? Well, yes. That was yesterday. They decided to open our community pool. Ah. But under very strict circumstances of which you have to RSVP your time uh, on on the interwebs. And it's weird because when you get the uh, confirmation email, it comes in like it's from a company that does swim lessons. So it like says your lesson has been verified or, you know, verified or whatever. All right. For four (laughs) o'clock on Saturday. And that was kind of it. I'm like, what is like Don forwarded me the email. I was like, that's weird. (laughs) So we show up and there was us and like one other group of four. And like it's limited to like four groups of four. So, okay. so we had to walk over, hang out with the uh, the 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 very intense lifeguard who uh, read us down the rules. Like, just so you know, there is a <laughs> pandemic happening right now, and just so you know, agreeing to go into the pool means you run the risk of catching COVID. Those of you, you, you guys have heard of COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen, yes. you might have heard about this on the news. And my, and Nora's like, my little sister is going to be in a floaty. So she's going to be, <laughs> and the guy was just like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't going to be in the water. She was, 
<laughs> so we 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 went and had the pool pretty much to ourselves. Very cool. Dude. And we kept our social distance and like there there's there's lane uh, demarcations in the pool now. So like if another family wanted to use the pool we were in, like they'd have to stay on the other side of the rope, which is exactly the way I've always wanted it. Like, <laughs> whenever you go in a public Stegger. pool, you want to be like you don't want like a square. We were all expecting we just get like a little square to hang out in, but we got like <laughs> half a whole half of the pool, which is perfect. And nobody else came over to use our the other half of the pool, so it was good. But so what yeah. you're saying, Adam, is that you are for segregation, separate, but but equal, not equal as well. Not equal, no, that's true. Because <laughs> not just anybody can come and use these pools. Right, right. So um, that kind of worked out, and then we realized like, oh, we can still go to the other half of the pool because nobody else is over there. But uh, we only get 45 minutes, so it flies. 45 minutes, wow. If, okay. And then like the next the next group comes in at five and uh that was it was kind of like i never realized how fast 45 minutes goes when you're swimming yeah especially when you're swimming yeah that that's like you that's like when you like when you're really tired at school and you put your head down for a little bit mm-hmm. it's like oh, i'll just close my eyes for like a minute and you wake up it's like it's like oh period three has started already <laughs> <laughs> yep so um yeah, like I was remembering all those times that I took Nora there when it was just her and me when Iris was a baby baby and I was just trying to mm-hmm. avoid the house. And like we must have spent so much more time there. It felt like it was only an hour, but it must have been like three or four. <laughs> yeah, every time I go swimming, like yeah, it, it feels like 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 you said, like an hour has gone by and then and then I check my time, it's like, Oh, it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's great when like you you want to leave. Like maybe another forty five minutes would have been perfect. But then you can when you have to drag the children out of the pool, you you can't get the fight because you also have like this former Marine lifeguard who's like 22 <laughs> years old with like a whole bunch An of armed guard, like saying you have five more minutes. <laughs> as he aims, it. as he as he aims his M4 at you. <laughs> yes. So I mean that's helpful for getting small children to accept that it's time to go. So well, I was that's, like, that, that's good. Yeah. Was this um was this the little one's first time in a big pool? Uh, we had I taken her when she was like two years ago when she was a baby baby and oh, she okay. like, she sat out on the chair the whole time and got a sunburn still, even though she was under the umbrella the whole time. <laughs> She's a little ghost child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we took her to the other pool. That's right. Our community has two pools. I don't know if you remember that, but um, I remember <laughs> the other pool has like the, the little kid, you know, foot and a half. Yeah, yeah. So we took her there last year and like, oh, okay. like, oh, here you go, Iris. First time in a pool. And then you look away for two seconds. She's immediately face down in the pool. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, she'll figure out how to walk. Oh, no, she doesn't know how to walk inside water. Why did, why did I think that? It's only up to her freaking knee. <laughs> well, time to make another one. I failed at this one. <laughs> why does this keep happening? I know. So many drowned children in my yeah, cool, in man. Sounds like you've been having a really, uh, really eventful last co- last couple of days. I'm glad oh, it's in between all the yelling and screaming and all that. So yeah, yeah has that gotten any better? Mm, it's about the same. Yeah. Still not allowed to go to the babysitters. <laughs> oh no, she's she's going to the babysitters. Uh, oh okay. Now now once a week, and then she's gonna go hang out with the grandparents on the other day a week. Oh okay. Well that's Iris, good. Iris still goes to the babysitter every day. Okay, cool. She doesn't have that fever anymore. That's good. Oh man, it was Nearly. so nice this week on Monday and Wednesday. I, 
I, I like my just just the wife and I hanging out working, you know, two star so quiet, two star crossed lovers working in the same house office. You never know. <laughs> will they? Won't they? <laughs> it's like the they it's already like the did. office over and over again. <laughs> they already did. It didn't end well. <laughs> Adam hates his family so much. <laughs> but luckily, I'm staying busy at work. So that's keeping me active. <laughs> yeah, had, and, 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 and work's been busy. busier because it's, uh, had, you know, it's a lot less commitment to call somebody over the phone instead of making the trek out to your office. 36 hours booked. Only one of them didn't answer the whole My goodness. week. But tomorrow, I get to take a break and go down to the DMV. Are you going to renew your license? <laughs> yep. I got a, I, I had made this appointment months ago <laughs> before COVID. So mm -hmm. like I decided, I guess I'll keep this appointment now that the DMVs are open again and uh, go get my, my real ID taken care of so I don't have to do it later. I got to do that next year. And mm. we're kind of worried about what to do about it because I was born in the Philippines and in order to get your real ID, mm. you need your birth certificate. You don't, so, you don't need, oh, you don't? there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can take. I, I'm only taking my, uh, passport card. You might, I don't know if you have one of those. <laughs> I had one. Okay. If it's still good, mine, mine expired. Probably actually. not good. <laughs> I had last time I used a passport was to, was to, was when I moved from Guam to the mainland U.S. and that was in mm. 2003, 2002. Can you order your birth certificate from the Philippines? Are is is President Duterte gonna kill me? I I don't know. <laughs> I, he might, but at the same time, you might get deported if you go to the DMV and you they see Philippines. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're gonna off call to the, the off to Duterte. You go. <laughs> So there's other things that you can bring because there's three different sections of of ID things that you need to bring. So like a social uh, security card. I have my yes, social security card. That's, that's section two. Birth certificate would be section one, or passport. So uh, so it's or okay. So I can bring one right. of those three things. You can right there. Like if you look it up online, it'll say like section one bring one thing from this section. Section two. Your social security card and a whole bunch of other things besides ah, fuck so i gotta bring something from section one all right yes and then section three is you know a, you know ut two utility bills <laughs> okay <laughs> as well as like any number of other things that you can do like i don't know like your your uh you know business license to operate your illegal grow organization the url for my for my <laughs> podcast yes that might work. I'm not sure. <laughs> Speaking of podcast, this conversation is making for great podcasting. But, <laughs> but uh, today we're going to be, I, I got a little game, just a fun little game I, I, I kind of uh, thought to do for this week's episode. I was reading uh, a review of an album this past week, and I came across like this really vindictive one-star review oh crap <laughs> and, it, okay. and, it, and it cracked me up uh, so i so i decided like hey how about i compile a bunch of these one-star reviews from albums that uh, adam and i love a lot and i'm gonna see if adam can guess what they are okay um, based on just the review where now, of course when i read are these reviews from itunes or uh... Uh, some of them are from itunes uh, some of them are from uh, google play and some of them are from this website 
called like youralbumsreview.com or something. Oh, I don't remember okay. the URL. But um, so, of course, when I read out the review, I'm going to censor some of the things that would, you know, like the like the lead singer's name or like the the album name or song name or whatever. So I'm going okay. to just kind of like talk around that. And then we'll see if Adam can uh, can get through some of them. And well, then, do you want uh, to do that first, or should we do album reviews first? Uh, let's do album reviews afterwards. Okay. So I don't know how long this is going to take. Okay. Uh, but then also, at the end of the show, I want to invite you guys, Adam and I want to invite you guys to check out uh, this band, this new band from the UK called uh, Honestly Anywhere. Uh, they contacted us through our, uh, through, they, they sent us a message. And uh, they let us know that they have a new, uh, their debut single is going to be coming out on June 1st. The single is called Dead Friends. It's going to be in all of, it's going to be, I assume it's going to be like on Spotify and, I, and iTunes and stuff. Dead he Friends tell. Clean. Remember? Dead <laughs> Friends Clean. Yes, that was the MP3 that he sent in, in the press packet. But uh, yeah, the, so, so the band Honestly Anywhere is going to be uh, releasing their debut single, Dead Friends clean or unclean i don't know who who knows if they're clean or unclean uh, but really, uh, isn't that the we, best type of friends really i mean yeah i'd prefer clean friends <laughs> and unclean friends really no, dead, but, friends. Uh, <laughs> dead friends <laughs> oh dead friends okay <laughs> do you have any dead friends uh no i don't no yeah all my friends are alive still thankfully which is good i mean yeah for now ex friends for now ex friends who are dead <laughs> i wonder ex girlfriends. I, su- I, sus- I suspect one of my ex Ex, ex friends are dead but who knows anyway that's a conversation <laughs> for another time but uh, we wanted to we, since we both enjoyed the track we wanted to uh, let you guys get a sneak peek of it and then please tune into that at the end of this week's episode and be sure again to check out honestly anywhere uh, on june 1st on streaming services i enjoyed their lead single yeah it it it, 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 it kind of gave me like 2000s pop punk vibes but the lead singer sounds like will wagner from the smith street band a little bit a little very bit. interesting sound and and like the chorus had a nice hook to it uh the drummer is incredible in that band so mm-hmm. kudos to the drummer uh but uh, i it's, it's a song that i think that our listeners will uh, enjoy so i think you know so so please look forward to that at the end of the episode let us know what you guys thought of it and then if you come across the band they're they're on the socials I already checked them all out uh they're on twi- they're on twitter at honestly any uh they're on facebook as well uh and then once once they're once the song comes out on june 1st you can let them know that the skinny sent you that you heard the song on the skinny damn straight it's yeah tough. it's very tough to start a band in the midst oh of yeah it is and i respect the hustle of him just kind of you know ask asking people to check out the song because that's you know we've done that and that's not easy to do <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking i know but uh so did you so let's go ahead and get started with this game so i don't if you had a name for this for this game so some maybe this is is something we can do in the future i've I've been trying to kind of uh um just work work work, have some working titles for this game the only thing the best thing i can come up with two out of ten would not headbang (laughs) (laughs) not not worst album ever no, you can't take that. That's my that that's my album review <laughs> rating. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, and worst album ever. Dude, probably work too. Or it's just you know the public judges incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Who are we to judge? And I also want to. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, so for this game, listeners, I also want to emphasize that we're not like 
bad mouthing the people who leave these uh, reviews. If you if, if this is the way you feel on some of these albums, that's perfectly valid. We just thought I I just thought that these would be funny to kind of like share with Adam yes. because Adam Adam and I love ourselves some vindictive album reviews. So, <laughs> right. now, so remember we're 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 recording this live from Petco Park in San Diego. Where oh, yeah, that's right. The Cubs, Cubs are currently the, losing to the to the Padres one to zero the fourth inning. Um, Mike and I are there. We are pixelated for some reason, um, <laughs> and we're showing no expressions on our faces. But we yes, are and standing we, and fist pumping, uh, and we are doing that constantly. It's yes. like it's like it's almost like it's on a programmed loop. It's interesting that as soon as the Cubs play a team in Southern California, the pigmentation of the fans changes than when they're in other parts of the country because <laughs> they played the Dodgers last week and I was like wow that's an interesting pigmentation of the fans in the crowd <laughs> it's a creative choice you know <laughs> what what, what uh, is this MLB the show that yes. they're using yes what is the so uh so Sony Interactive Entertainment San Diego studio made this game so yes you know they would know they would they, know their studio is in San Diego. They would know the <laughs> pigmentation of people in Southern California, <laughs> especially in San Diego. Oh man! Uh, especially so this, at Dodger so, Stadium. <laughs> so, so here, so let's go ahead and get started with the game. Uh, so, this is tentatively going to be called Two Out of Ten Would Not Headbang" or <laughs> "Worst Album Ever," or if we can come up with a better name, maybe during this or after, we'll, we'll, we'll do that as well. Wrong. The public is wrong. The game. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the Skinny's favorite game show. Would not headbang. Today's contestant is, of course, Adam from California. Adam, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm looking forward to hear what people have said about albums that I have loved. Cool. So, uh, so for these albums, albums that like only I love, or albums that both of us. This is albums that both of us love. Oh, uh, this, okay. these, some of these albums are al- albums that I've recently come to come to learn to love as well. There's another hint, uh, and most, pretty much all, but two of these albums, uh, and only because they're new, are, are on your uh, top thirty albums of all time from back okay. in 2017. Man, so they are, in my opinion, perfect albums. Correct. Yeah, but not to these people. Uh, so this this album uh, this is this is a newer album. This one's not in your list, so keep that in mind. Okay. This is from David Goucher over on Google Play. Gave as long it one as not st- our our good friend Dave. Uh, no, David Goucher on on Google Play. Uh, he gives a one star review. Mm. Sorry, but I can't. Gave <laughs> it a pass last time, but the trend continued. Oh. Yeah, sure. Bands evolve and change their sound. But how the hell do you go from this? popular song from their past to mm. this mm. this is all in capitalized even when comparing to a new popular song that this band is mm. how i'm sorry but <laughs> all caps one all caps yeah how is in all caps okay. i'm trying to read this as <laughs> it's being typed out and and there's going to be spelling errors later so i'm going to say yeah. the spelling error <laughs> i'm sorry but one of my favorite bands just died oh. i listened to the entire album and was left confused broken heart emoji broken what album is that i'm gonna go with that's the spirit by bring me the horizon uh would it help if i told i actually i should say when the when the when the uh uh, review was posted it was january 25th 2019 oh shit okay um crap well who came out last year (sighs) you're on the right track though (laughs) 
Uh, I'd have to look at my list. I can't even remember what was my number one album from last year. Crap. Well, it wasn't on your. It wasn't on your. It, it definitely wasn't in your top ten of last year. It was in my top ten of last year. Okay. Then How do you it, go from would this? Ammo? Would it be ammo? To this it is ammo. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I had to give you like a softball because I figured like it that seemed... would be the most polarizing right. album to kind of. And as and I was looking through reviews of ammo. I had a suspicion that most of it would be five stars or one stars. Yes. And I was absolutely correct. It absolutely was that. <laughs> no in-between stars. Surprising. Absolutely not. Uh, so here's the next one. This is a this is an album that we both revere. It is in both of our top tens of all time. Mm. I would even say that is true even today. Whoa, this is okay. from Dank Ocean over on <laughs> iTunes. He gave this half a star out Whoa. of five. Whoa. That's... You know, looking back, I shouldn't have been surprised that I shouldn't have been so surprised that the lead singer was an awful person, considering mm. how most of this album was about him being an awful person mm. doing awful things. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> and who was that? Oh, that would be Jesse Lacey with "The Devil and God." I'm sure, right? Wow, yeah. One, he gave us <laughs> half a star. Wow. Uh, this review was written January 11, 2018. Half a star out of five. Because of Jesse Lacey's personal life. <laughs> That's so weird. I wonder if that means he listened to it in 2006 and liked it then or hated it. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if 2006 he left a review and like it was like, oh, five stars is the greatest album. <laughs> oh, no, he likes to diddle little girls. I know. Well, he didn't diddle. He just. Well, he didn't. He just watched them undress online he, and. He diddles himself while he while he abuses them online. Yeah. yeah. Either way, is it is it wrong? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Is it wrong? Yes. Is giving this album half a star because of that wrong? Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> I'd like to believe that all of the, the, the bad stuff happened after this album came out and not before, but I have no idea, really. So Yeah, it, it's it's stuff that like we're in no place to comment about, and it's just like this whole situation is a mess. All I know is that now he's gone to therapy. His wife is still supporting him. He's still with his wife, and... You know, they've worked it out and it's none of our business, I suppose. But come on, half a star, really? <laughs> judging like a 42-year-old guy by things he did when he was 22. If he was still doing it, yes, that's pretty awful. But it's like, yeah, I could 20 years, I could give a guy a chance to get his shit together. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I like to believe that, but eh, yeah. <laughs> so this next review comes from Phoenix Dia Napalm. This oh. is one stars out of five on iTunes. Okay. Uh, this is also in your top 20. Okay. This is in my top 10. Yes. Uh, emo music equals mm. bad. Oh. Jesus music equals bad. Oh. Emo music plus Jesus music <laughs> makes me want to kill myself and go to hell for eternity. <laughs> One star out of five. Oh my God. Um, this is either Bless the Fall or Under Oath. I, I don't oh, know. Okay. It's Under Oath. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Which, un which Under Oath album is that? Oh man, it's in your top twenty in my top ten. If you're talking "Define the Great Line," that's "Define the Great Line" by Under Oath. Yeah, <laughs> that is in my top ten. Just for the record, that is. Oh yeah, originally, but like if you put Sleepwalkers at your number two, then it got bumped it's, down. It's it's still there. It's still there. Remember, is it still there? Oh, get you shuffled stuff around. Get Hurt was my number ten album, so that one's the only one that's left. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Under Oath was your number six. I don't know why you can't. I don't know why you can't memorize my top 10 albums of all time, but whatever. You know what, Adam? <laughs> the next review 
<laughs> but when you said Phoenix, like the name was Phoenix, that's what made me think Bless the Fall right away. Oh, but, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this this next review, uh, <laughs> it's actually the highest of the reviews that I've pulled from, okay. but it's actually still pretty funny. This is from <laughs> Alan, A-L-L-Y-N on iTunes. Ooh. He gave this album one and a half stars. That, that might be a lady. Five. That might be a might lady. be a lady. Who knows? This person. Uh, so, so at the beginning of the review, the first four lines is the chorus of this band's most famous song. Oh, ah, okay. the height of teenage lyricism. <laughs> but then you grow up and you realize that it is. <laughs> that's the way they spelled it. You realize it is absolutely nothing special. Hmm. And then you wonder just how someone who isn't a teenager thought that these were good lyrics to have pen pen and then you realize that it's the best song on the album and that you can't fucking stand it anymore oh <laughs> one and a half stars out of five i'm gonna this is another like top 10 top 20 album for the two of us uh for me i'd have to kind of reconsider my list i didn't put this originally but this is definitely a top 20 album for you mm, okay well my first gut reaction was going to be three cheers mm, no not really. It wasn't. Okay. Because that, that lines up perfectly with I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true, huh? Yeah. But uh, think it, about... It was like to realize that that was the best song on the album. That's where it kind of threw me for a minute. Well, th- I, I, use that as your clue. What is the, the best song on the album, but also maybe the best song that this song, this band's ever written, maybe? Dang. I, I don't know. If, if think it's... about a uh, think about a band that I've been recently kind of been reacquainted with, and uh... the Goose. It's the Goose, yeah. Oh, Which okay. album is that? <laughs> Dizzy up the girl, then. Dizzy up the girl, yeah. One and a half stars wow. out of five, because they thought that Iris was trite, <laughs> wow. and the lyrics are nothing special. Wow. Okay. I, that 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 hurts that hurts a lot it it, it does hurt and when you read the lyrics without the context of the song and i don't want the world to see me because i don't think that they'd understand right. when everything's made to be broken i just want you to know who i am it yes. it, it does kind of read like teenage lyrics maybe it could have been is that fair but there was a lot of emotion behind that <laughs> yes it's not it's, it's so dear dear reviewer i must let you know that like the sum of a song isn't in just the songwriting. It's how you deliver that song writing. Right. You know? And Maybe, yeah, I, there was a lot I of hope... production that went into that with the strings and the Rob Cavallos and all that, right? Correct. And I hope that one day you will realize these things <laughs> and learn to be more fair about the albums that you review. <laughs> Interesting. Did what what Second, year what year was this review from? This was reviewed in December sixteenth, two thousand and eight. Dang. Okay. So still yeah, so, nine years after the album or 10 right, years after yeah. the album came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, they gave it a chance, but you know, I, I, I wonder just how it, it sounds like the, this review was written because they're sick of hearing it at target every, all the time, you know, it's very possible. But if you, you know, throw in a mandolin, most things are better. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Right. <laughs> this next album was reviewed by Stevenson on June 13th, 2005. On iTunes, gave this album a half star oh. out of five. Oh, uh, so this is in your top five. Oh, I'll God. give you that. Okay. Uh, it's nowhere to be seen on my top one hundred list because my list is flawed <laughs> and incorrect. It needs to be re- <laughs> just like this person. It needs to be reevaluated, and I dread and I'm dreading doing that. <laughs> just, just like this person's review, in my opinion. Just to let this out, ellipses. I am not a fan of this band. 
I had downloaded it for a friend. Mm. I also play bass, and I found out that this CD had some pretty cool bass lines. Mm. And uh, and off and on, and on the side, I do agree. The bass lines in this album are fucking dope. Uh, simple but cool. Other than that, I found this CD to be ve- CD to be very boring, like everything else in this genre. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm sure that if I was a fan of this band, I would have rated it much higher. But I am mainly a fan of their semi-talented bassist. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a so this is a top five album for you. I'm gonna go. And, uh, I'm gonna go with AFI. Yeah, you're right. The Art of what? Drowning. <laughs> okay. I wasn't. I wasn't sure which album yet. Uh, so he, I want to. I want to walk through the. <laughs> I want to walk through what went through this person's head when they were reviewing this. So you downloaded it for a friend. You checked it out because you had it on your computer already. One time. One time. <laughs> 2017 or whatever when you wrote this review, right? Uh, 2005. Oh, five. And then he he openly admits he's not a fan of this band. He right. thinks the basses, he thinks the bass lines are cool, but that their bassist is semi-talented. Wow. Okay, so like... <laughs> there's nothing semi-talented about that bass. Yeah, there's nothing exactly. That's one of the, like that that album's base like you carries could, that whole you could album. Argue that Davey Havoc is a sometimes semi-talented singer, but sure, yeah. But in in the style that this album like presents itself as is in the horror punk genre, mm. mixed with like alternative rock, like man, it's it's perfect. <laughs> but like so, hmm. that being said, the Stevenson person still went out of his way to go to iTunes and give this album That's, half yeah. a star. That's totally like me listening to, you know, what Chocolate Starfish. Which, is that your favorite album from Limp Bizkit? Uh, my favorite album of all time, Adam. Get oh, yes. Get it right. Like that's me listening to that one time and being like, oh, I heard Wes Borland was a good guitar player, but one and a half stars. <laughs> all right. Would not bang. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this band and blah, blah, blah. Wow. All right, so that's, this is from, uh, this, this album is from Crow's Nest. Oh. It's Crow with an E. Horrible. Uh, this is like horrible crows yes uh this is on july 20th 2011 one and a half stars out of five on itunes Mm -hmm. you may hear a maturing rock band but i hear boredom and lack of inspiration well this album blank this album is just one of those dividing records for fans Mm -hmm. though some will like this band's new direction new change in direction but others like myself won't at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's nothing memorable here I can't recall any highlights, save for this lead singer's ever likable chops. Mm. I'd I'd sooner say that it's the biggest disappointment of 2010. Oh crap! Want want every want every rock band to make music like this? You say? How about every punk band make music in the vein that made them awesome in the first place? At least it was good music. If you're gonna change, bring the quality with you. Mm. Not th- there's this is nothing but a drag, man. Man. And, he, and he had like a bunch of ends after the man. <laughs> it's either Ian Perkins writing that review or <laughs> about his view of American slang. I'm sure it's American slang. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I mean, American slang was kind of a change in the gaslight anthems, uh, uh, direction, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Ever so slightly. I mean, like maybe 59 sound was like where the change was. Right. I guess. Yeah, because Sink or Swim is like more punkish than the rest of them. Yeah, so did the, so did um, Crow's Nest here kind of go from Sink or Swim straight to American slang? I wonder. 
I, but yeah, and I think Ian Perkins was just like pissed off that they weren't doing horrible crows already. This <laughs> yeah, this this because this review was written July twentieth, and when did uh, I think the horrible crows came out later in the year? I would believe. <laughs> so this was him just planting the seed, and yeah. he wanted to make sure that Brian read this on iTunes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey man, maybe I should just go in a completely different direction. Yeah, I don't know. It's like yeah, I guess American slang is not not the punkest sounding album, but the band was never that punk. <laughs> Yeah, they've always been like draped in that Americana type sound. So yeah. I wonder like how familiar this this reviewer was uh, with this band anyway. Uh, so this one's a, this is a fun one. This is from Threntall. Uh, Threntall. This was written on uh, September 10th, 2011. Two stars out of five. And this is actually the lowest I could find for this album. This is a album that you and I both enjoy. You uh, more so than me. This is in your top 20. Okay. I, I don't remember where it is on my list, but I think I want to say top 50. Uh, so when did non-Christians stop start writing and marketing generic Christian hardcore albums? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. A fucking long time ago. <laughs> Metalcore with heavy emo pop influences. Pretty generic, annoying clean singing with predictable screaming parts. Nothing impressed me here. They have They have some ballads throughout which seem out of place and are pretty bad. And the <laughs> lyrics are really cheesy. Two stars out of five. That that's definitely his last walk. Bless You're very right about that. Was it the non-Christian thing kind of, uh, kind of gave it away? Usually, I could I could narrow it down from that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was in 2011, this review was written. This was written in 2011. Yeah. Okay, four years after the album came out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm sure somebody was a big like big Bo Boken fan probably, and maybe went back to their discography and felt so, it felt so Cheat. betrayed. I know and cheated. <laughs> No. I just a, had I just had to write a snarky review on iTunes. <laughs> they only want to listen to the second album, and now I can't remember the name of that. What was it? Uh, Witness. Witness. I was like yeah. thinking Hidden Closer. That's not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's their next album. You yes. know, whenever Bless of All make a new generic album. I know. It's a, oh, that was mean. It sounds like I'm <laughs> writing one star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> so I tried my best to find a really poor review for this next album. But uh, unfortunately, the lowest I can find was two and a half out of five stars on iTunes, okay. which is strange. Wow. That's so pretty... this is a relative. This is a newer album. This is so this is this isn't going to be found on either of our uh, top 100, but it was definitely in our top 10 for this year. OK, uh, so this is from N10 do in transit. <laughs> Yeah, so two and a half out of five stars. Got it. Some of the lightest pop, some some of the lightest punk rock I've ever heard. Oh. It just feels like these songs pack no punch or have much life. Ooh. Even classified as a pop punk album would feel tame. It all kind of blended together into a ball of mediocrity. I can't really find anything to specifically like or dislike about this. This was written. This was written in uh, March. This is the most centrist album. <laughs> it really is. I so there's it. not really a lot of clues. Two and a half, half, half out of five was written on March 16th, 2017. I voted for Gore and Bush at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, 2017. It's not in our mm-hmm. either of our top 100s. Yeah, this album was. I believe it came out after 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 the fact that after that we uh, did our top 100 albums, hmm. but it was definitely in our top uh, top tens of 2017. 2017. Yeah. What 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 is an album that some would probably consider 
blended together into a ball of mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the lightest punk rock I've ever heard. It can't be after the party. Adam, it absolutely is after the party. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. But that and that I don't know. is in my yeah. top 100, by the way. Oh, was it? I added when it. did this album come out? Oh, I'm sure you've added it. Yeah, but uh, but the list that you sent me, like you know, it's it's not in there. Right, because you're looking at my 2017 list, not my correct, not my uh, May 2020 list. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I have access to that one. <laughs> I hack your computer all the time, bro. That one has two hundred albums on it. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> but anyway, wow, the most generic. I can't like or dislike any of. <laughs> <laughs> so this person heard after the party, which which I assume they even heard the song after the party and yes. felt nothing. Nothing. Zero. Wow. It's like not not even like the fun loving songs like uh, like Charlie's Army. Wow. Not even like the emotional gut punches of like Midwestern states. You have to remember uh, these people are probably heavily medicated. And uh, so they don't feel <laughs> highs or lows. Uh, that's probably true. You know what's uh, great? Lithium. <laughs> <laughs> Lithium enchants it. Hold on. I, I'm going to write this review really quick. <laughs> it was not good or bad. <laughs> and now I think I'm not sure. Maybe stay awake. I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say so I actually uh told a little bit of a fib. So this is in your top 100 um but this is not but it's like kind of lower down. Okay. Um around like the 70 to 75-ish range. But okay. I'm sure that narrows it down. I don't know if you have it completely memorized. This is from Easter in the Bat Cave. This <laughs> <laughs> written on uh, Damn it, uh, Craig Mabbit. Stop reviewing <laughs> these albums. <laughs> this is written on October 12, 2013. Half star out of 5 on iTunes. Oh. This album has some cool parts and a couple of decent songs. Mm-hmm. And he names uh, so this song and the title track aside from from the pointless and ob- and totally out of place rapping at the end, which kills the vibe of the song. Mm. However, it also has some terrible lyrics like "Let's get fucking naked." The <laughs> guitars are slightly too low in the mix, and the vocals, both clean and unclean, are so goddamn annoying. <laughs> Oh, what an Easter in the Bat Cave finds oh, so goddamn annoying. That sounds familiar. Let's get let's get naked. fucking naked. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear the song in my head right now. Oh, I, well, I, what's the band that you're thinking of? I was thinking Sempaternal at first, but then it's not. Um, yeah, there's no rapping in a in yeah Sempaternal. Exactly. Get fucking naked. Shit. I'm gonna. Oh, here's another. Here's another here's another hint. This, okay. So this album, it, as lauded as it is in the people who like this band, uh, the guitars are slightly too low in the mix. Mm. Was a heavy, valid criticism about this album's production. It's got rapping at the end that totally kills the vibe. Apparently, oh, it's this is the dance, Gavin Dance album. Yeah, exactly. Just, Which one would that be? Instant gratification? Uh, close. Acceptance speech. Acceptance Just, speech, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, there's some valid stuff in this one. Uh, this, so this is, from all of the bad reviews that I've read about Dance, Gavin Dance, and pretty much all of their albums, I decided to pick acceptance speech. Um, I mean, would you say that's your favorite? I think so, yes. That yeah. one, instant gratification. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, of all of their albums, there's always these reviews out there that like of people who just don't get it, and they just and they leave like the lowest review 
possible on like all right. the various review platforms. So, you know, this is just one of those bands, I guess. If you just don't get it, then I don't know, don't write a review about it. <laughs> Did they also write five star reviews for, for DBM one and two? <laughs> no, I didn't check. I didn't check Easter in the Bat Caves review profile, but you know, I imagine that they like other bands like like um like Trapped and and Five Finger Death Punch and various other great bands. <laughs> All right, so this one is a relatively newer album, so it's okay. uh, it might be on your new No, actually, no, I don't think you'd like this enough to put it in your top 100. So, mm-hmm. but I think you'll I think you'll still um I think you'll still get it from the review. Uh, so this is from Opus 84 on mm-hmm. iTunes. This Damn gave this album Damn it, Don. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a one out of five star review. Oh, okay. Guys, why? Who took this? Who is this band that took this band's sacred name? Sacred name. Hmm. This is not that band. This is an edgy fusion of arena rock and wannabe oh. metalcore with a few godforsaken dubstep breakdowns and shit. Oh man. Why? This <laughs> band went off the deep end here. I am thoroughly disappointed. Let's not even talk about. Uh, this song and this song, the these are honestly somewhat slightly better than Imagine Dragons pieces that I and I'm not even going to get into. This album is a severe disappointment for a giant fan of this band to push mm-hmm. out. I can't. I can admit this is more listenable by far than most records that are similar to it nowadays. Okay, still one star, <laughs> but they didn't have to go the way of Deicide. I'm not familiar with that band. So for that, I can at least give this one out of st- one star. <laughs> I pray they don't do this again. Oh man. Hmm. Dubs. So who's an who's an edgy fusion of arena rock and wannabe metalcore with dubstep fusion breakdowns? <laughs> See, I would have thought that would have been the Word Alive and like an an earlier Word Alive album. Mm. Now this is this review was written February twenty fifth two thousand nineteen, but this album came out a year before. Hmm. I don't. It's not Meg Myers, right? <laughs> it's not Meg Myers. No. <laughs> this band. Remember, got to put yourself back in your twenty eighteen years. This was a band that a lot of people felt like went off the deep end, and people were thoroughly disappointed. Oh man. They, I, I've heard this. I've heard this comparison to Imagine Dragons a lot, and not just in this review. Right. Well, that's that's that would be the Amo. Uh, oh, it's not Amo. I know. I, I figured you wouldn't do that twice. No, no. I, I'm not sure. Ooh, I, it's Under oh. Oath with Erase. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very. You're very close though. Amo, uh, it sounds like it could have been an Amo album mm-hmm. review. So I've got uh, one more here for you. Imagine Dragons fan, I know. So is it anything like? Am I? <laughs> Am I? I've never heard other than their their hit songs that pop up on my wife's music playlists. Yeah, I mean, I've heard their albums. None of their full oh, albums like yeah, impact me in in yeah. any way. Like Erica's more of a fan of um, some of their newer stuff than I am. But you know, right. they're they're a whatever band. I don't I don't I don't like how people just like use use that name use that band name as like a negative it's like i mean they write all right music it's whatever if it's not for you it's not for you no need to no need to call under with imagine dragons right (laughs) all right so this is the last one i've got for you this is a one-star review from tez cat lipolka 
This is written. <laughs> this was. <laughs> I don't know how people come up with these names. This cat Lapoca. Tez Cat Lapoca. Uh, this is this album. This review was written on January twenty first, two thousand and nine. Oh, I give up. This is just unlistenable, or at least it doesn't repay in a way that the effort spent giving it a spin. The Queen influenced overwrought with these. Oh, okay. The Queen influenced overwrought over the top stuff doesn't even bother me. It's the utter lack of songs I want to put on repeat of memorable mm. lyrics, whether because of being good or funny. Uh, it's the stick of sticky melodies of everything pop punk is supposed to have in spades simply put the lead singer songwriting leaves me cold and there's nothing i can do about it whoa even this lead single supposed to be a standout is just insufferable comparing them to their so-called peers does them no favors either panic at the disco at least had uh, at least have a singer dude with a deeper voice which Mm -hmm. is pretty ridiculous and sort of funny this lead singer though is a terrible vocalist Melodrama without melody, lots of posturing, zero charisma. <laughs> Fallout Boy, while shallow and a little more and more than a little bit stupid, have understood <laughs> what it's what what it's all about in the style that their catchy songs are trying to create for them. Hmm. This band's this album is mostly an ugly mess, with the band severely lacking in talent, overreaching and falling way flat. It's not even it's not even silly in a funeral dance anymore in the vein of one of their hit songs or whatever that one was called. Hmm. Imagine a Billy Corgan album where all the interesting guitars and psychedelic textures are removed where the nasal whine goes into overdrive and doesn't let up where the (laughs) lyrics are even worse, turgid navel gazing without (laughs) hooks or bite to them. It is a barren place to be and definitely not one I'll visit anytime soon. I've said it before, but this album makes Fall Out Boy's latest sound invigorating, fresh, and fun. Whoa. What was that scathing was, review about? <laughs> this was a 2009? The, the review was written in 2009, but yes. it's an album from a few years before. Uh, yes. Definitely in our top 20. Uh, top, uh, let's see, for you. Oh, it's not in your top 20. Okay, because I know this exactly album? what you're talking about. Oh, what, then what is it? It's welcome to the Black Parade. It is the Black Parade, yes. (laughs) An album that is not in your top 100 at all. No. Maybe Uh, in my 200. I'd have to look through it first. uh, In your original (laughs) list, it was 114. You gave it 12 out of 14. So it's probably down to 130 by now. (laughs) Ah, you you bet. You wrote this review, huh? (laughs) Tez Cat Lapoca. I sniffed you. I sniffed you out. Turgid navel gazing. <laughs> turgid navel gazing. Oh man, I I I, I almost want to like title this game that. <laughs> I know. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Who comes up with that term to describe anything in the history of the world? This person Actually, is so mad. <laughs> and they're they're comparing it to where Fallout Boy went with Folia Du. I assume so. We're, yeah, whatever whatever album came out in two thousand nine, which I think is Folly Do. Yeah, I don't remember which one was before that, Infinity on High or something like that. And even comparing his vocals to uh, to Panic at the Disco as well, I, I think that's unfair. Hmm. Brandon Urie's far superior, but anyway. <laughs> as a singer, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say so. Yes, not, and, and as a showman, not as a songwriter, but. <laughs> yeah, as a songwriter, I think Gerard's got him beat. But as a showman and a singer, I think. 
Brandon Urie's got him. Okay. Okay. Lots. So that's that's the, harsh. That's so harsh. Terrible vocalist with melodrama without melody. Lots of posturing and zero charisma. And this person I think that's, probably bought like six tickets to the reunion show. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what was I thinking eleven years ago? Gar. <laughs> I was so gonna be there and it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. That was really interesting. That's yeah, awful. So it just kind of gives you a peek into so, into the minds of some reviewers, I suppose. So you have to be super passionate to and, and you have to be super passionate with your hatred in order to go out of your way to go to a review site to leave a review like that. So turgid, you know what? Turgid review. Turgid navel gazing review. I applaud you listeners and reviewers no, out there. <laughs> Mike, have you ever written an online review of an album? Because I haven't. I have, but never like in in anger. Okay. I've written about like stuff that I've I I can't remember what albums they were, but they were mostly like albums that I felt like didn't get enough recognition. Um, this was like years ago. I haven't done it any. I haven't done it like in a long time. It must have been on iTunes or something. Just how I felt like, well, this album's not really getting attention. I want to kind of put a review out there and let people know that it, you know you might be missing something if you if you pass over this album. It was turgid. It was very it turgid. Was... <laughs> so much turgid navel gazing. I always got my uh, reviews from Amazon when I would look up albums, and those were sometimes very fun to read. I tried looking up album reviews on on Amazon, but it was mostly like one star. This vinyl came cracked. <laughs> so I was like, well, these reviews aren't these reviews was, are shit. I remember that about the gutter flower reviews I was reading where they were like, this album's all right, but I wasn't able to burn it onto my computer because of some anti-piracy <laughs> thing they put on the disc. So one I, have to give it, I have to give it a one star. I was like, okay, there's like 15 reviews that are all saying this. Like, nobody's talking about the actual music. Yeah, so you, so people are going to Amazon to review the products and not going to review the actual album. So I, I decided so. to forego uh, Amazon for okay. more streaming services and stuff. But and yeah. It, I, it was delivered when it wasn't delivered. <laughs> one star. I cannot believe Dizzy Up the Girl. <laughs> I had to post in my neighborhood Facebook group. It was so wrong. <laughs> Did you get my package? Because I haven't gotten my package yet. It says it was delivered. God. Sempaternal is the worst album ever. <laughs> it was delivered one, one day late. One and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, how about, so Adam, how, how about you give some turgid navel-gazing reviews about some Smashing Pumpkins albums that you I might have been listening I to. I should. I'm, I'm getting towards the end now. So mm. I, I discussed Machina 1, Machina 2, the, mm-hmm. the interesting duology that that was. Um, so And then they took a break, and Billy Corgan released his uh, supergroup band, Zwan, which I believe was 2003. And that one had like people from other bands in it. So I had never considered it a super group, but I remember hearing about it many. Well, isn't many that years. what a super group is? It's just like people from other bands coming together to make another band. Right. But I don't remember it actually being like, like considered a super group at the time, but I remember hearing their first single. Okay. Back. But um, that's, that's kind of all uh, that I remember. And I, I didn't really go into it any further than that. So Anyway, it came and went fast, and then uh, he did a solo album in 2005, from what I see here. And uh, then somewhere around 2005, he posted this cryptic like online message saying, like, I've been secretly wanting to uh, 
not be a solo artist for uh, a really really long time. <laughs> this and, album uh, called "The Future Embrace" has been is was just a wake up call, right? <laughs> so he like was like, "I'm getting the band back together," and so there, there it took off. So that was like 2005, and then 2007 was Les Smashing Pumpkins with their mm. um, maybe not so hit album Zeitgeist. Um, I don't remember this well, you album. Say not, you say not so hit, but hip, but like I'm seeing here that it shot all the way up to number two on number the US two. Billboard. I don't know where it was by week two, though. It might have really... If it probably... A, is this 2007? It probably went fell completely off. <laughs> um, so it's pretty heavy, but it's also very good. I am becoming quite the fan of this band. Um, Tarantula was the first single off of it. And for some reason, I vaguely remember hearing that the Smashing Pumpkins had a new song called Tarantula, but I don't remember ever hearing it. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, this was the one where he went back on tour and was just like, I was playing the opening track from my album and nobody seemed to know what song I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even know it was us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and only Jimmy Chamberlain, the guitar, the drummer, is the only other member of the band at this point. Like Billy Corgan yeah, I remember, did it. I remember seeing or reading that this band just kind of had like a revolving door of bassists, right? Yeah. Usually he like he brought in um, the chick from Hole. Okay. She, she came in on, I forget if it was this album or, I don't think it was this album. It was on the Machina tours that, uh, that she was on. And then basically her and Darcy and James Eha all said like, yeah, we're not going to be part of this new Smashing Pumpkins mm. uh, thing going on here. So it was just, yeah, Jimmy Chamberlain and Billy Corgan for the whole band. And then they recruited another guitar player and a bass player to tour with Jeff Schroeder and let's see, Ginger Reyes. So okay. he had that girl bass player at the time, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's a common thing that the, uh... That's a Billy Corgan likes to do, I guess, for his band. At I least think he it has was. That, like three female bass players, I think. Yeah, there's like, another one that comes in uh, in the next album. So. Yeah, there's one that's like currently, and she's like a little younger, I think. Currently, it's a guy. For oh, the, is it? Oh, okay, my bad. But no, this album is very, very good. I'm going to say that I gave it a 11 out of 15. Um, so was this an album that wasn't really well? reviewed by the fan base or i have no idea about that actually i think it says it got like relatively good reviews oh mixed reviews okay on metacritic and some negative criticism of the album stemmed from the absence of half of the original lineup pitchforks rob mitchum suggesting the name was revived for cash or attention or both <laughs> wow, that's harsh. That's harsh. That's so, turgid navel gazing right there. I yeah. <laughs> but I thought I mean it went back to the to the pretty heavy stuff overall. Um not a lot of like layered guitar psychedelic kind of stuff here, but um yeah, Tarantulas. So maybe that's track. what people were expecting. Maybe, you know, this is their big comeback record and people were expecting like some, you know, weird shit and they get like something. It, it sounds like cuz it sounds like since it's kind of heavy, they kind of went back to kind of like their older sound a little bit but i mean billy corgan says somewhere in there that like you can't just not be in a band for seven years and expect to like make the next great masterpiece yeah so 
like here's here's what we got <laughs> and i thought it was just fine <laughs> you ungrateful fucks i know exactly so um yeah so i i i was very surprised by it, it it's long if you get the uh best buy uh bonus track edition or whatever it is it's it's 15 tracks altogether and uh that's what i was listening to so it's it's over an hour obviously 65 oh, yeah. 70 what else do you expect mm-hmm. But I was still a fan. There's a tr- nine-minute track on here called United States, which is pretty cool. For some reason, again, their long tracks are really good. <laughs> it's better than the other way around. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. It's an album that probably came and went very quickly. Well, because their, their follow-up took a long time as well, right? Yeah, because then he kind of went back into that whole tear garden by Kaleidoscope thing like that, was, that was gonna be its, its own band <laughs> featuring billy corgan and a bunch of other people and what they ended up doing was like writing what became the next two albums oceania and monuments of an elegy and okay. then kind of releasing three separate uh eps with it so you got like EP number one in 2010, EP number two later in 2010, and uh, oh, wait, volume three is just standalone songs. But apparently, those were supposed to be connected to this tear garden thing. And then Oceana is like, or Oceania is the first album of that. And that is a huge shift in their sound. So you can, okay. it's interesting that he would have after working on this for five years, I mean, I think he was basically like, okay, my, my, my momentum for this tear garden thing is waning. Why don't I just call this a smashing pumpkins album and just kind of leave it at that? <laughs> because by now it was like, there's no Jimmy Chamberlain. There's, you know, the original drummer is not in the band. He has a new drummer called Mike Byrne. And uh, then Jeff Schroeder is on guitar and Nicole Fiorentino is the bassist. So, it's like a whole different band, but it still kind of went under the whole, it still went under the Smashing Pumpkins title. Yeah. I mean, cause like Billy Corgan, he writes all the music for the most part anyway. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't Pretty really much. matter who's supporting them for mm. supporting him on stage. Yes. So it's a, it's good to a point for this Oceania mm. album. Um, definitely. I'd say the first, Five out of six tracks are some of the best songs I've ever heard from this band. Whoa. But then the second half of the album kind of kind of goes downhill. So it's well, it's this all was meant to be split up into different EPs. That might explain why the, 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 the tonal shift is off. Right. So I, I, I didn't go too deep with any of the metaphors or anything like that. There's <laughs> not not enough of it on uh wikipedia to kind of like go into everything but still it's a pretty good album overall and it's it's a completely different sounding album and this is kind of where like you can tell like from here on out the band is taking a completely different sound and completely moving away from the heavy industrial metal sound of the previous albums which Mm -hmm. i think it's totally fine by this stage of the game yeah but yeah some of those tracks at the beginning of the album are like really really good and then it's just kind of gets a little long towards the end except again the nine minute track on here called the title track oceania is he really good the number nine what's up with the number nine i don't know there he doesn't want to do 10 
and it doesn't want to do eight, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then I'm going to, and then monuments to an elegy comes out in 2014, which is only nine tracks. It's like 30 something minutes long. So this I've been is an EP for him pretty much like 32 minutes. So I've been enjoying flying through that so far. Nice. Um, and that one, does he kind of keep the sound from yeah, Oceana in this yeah, one? Yeah, definitely. Because this was supposed to be like the second LP of the whole Tear Garden thing. Oh, okay. So these are still just kind of left, not leftover, but I guess kind of expanded upon from, right. from that project? Yeah, they definitely don't sound like B-sides. They, they sound pretty good so far. Okay, cool. And, uh, then, yeah, then four more years. Apparently he did two more solo albums uh, between 2014 and 2018. Dude, it is like a full-time job to, ke- to to keep up with Billy Corgan and all of his music. And he's doing so many like acid trips because his <laughs> music is all all like that. Nice. <laughs> so he's finding time to do those and write tons of material. Uh, <laughs> I know my Amazon Music app does not have any of his solo stuff on there, so I can't you know check that out at all. But that's damn legal I, rights. I can go on YouTube with the commercials. So finally, in 2018, Jimmy Chamberlain and James Eha decide to rejoin the band. Apparently, like they they started hanging out with uh with, with them during the tour and following them around different dates, and they start sitting in on other uh, sets. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, let's uh let's get the band back together. And then, so it's it's kind of a full Smashing Pumpkins esque thing. All right. Mon- what's the name of this album again the last the most recent album shiny, shiny and, and oh so, so bright volume one, one slash lp, LP no past no future no sun no it's <laughs> no past period no future oh, that's right. period no sun, period <laughs> how many minutes 31 i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> it took longer to say that album name than it did to listen to the album so oh i forgot to mention that on monuments of an elegy drummer Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee, Mister Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee is the drummer for that album. So wow, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I don't, I can't like say, oh, it's so much different than the original drummer, but it's still like, hey, it's Tommy Lee. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's known for like his hard rock glam rock band. So how would, how does he fit into like this psychedelic synth pop stuff? I, the drums are pretty heavy, so it's like an interesting, interesting mix. Like, I'll, I'll have more of a of a understanding of the album by next week. But cool. Yeah, it's it's been kind of interesting, and there's a lot of good songs I'm feeling on Monuments. Cool. But, uh, we'll take it from there, and then you're I'm at a, the finish line now. So what are you uh, what what are you, what are you looking to get into next? Well, I figured you, Dave, Daniel, Ian, everybody we've ever come in contact with with this podcast has held me back long enough that I've decided that it's going to happen, Mike. And I'm going to get Uh-oh. all three of their albums done in one week. Ooh. But I am going to listen to Attack Attack. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you're going to be more of you're going to be more well versed into Attack Attack than I am. That is right. Because I I've am. heard the first two albums, I think. Uh which one? Someday someday came suddenly and Attack Attack. I yes, and, and I didn't even bother with the, this means war. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's Sorry, an Caleb, interesting. Caleb Shromo. Yeah, uh, 
messed up in the head Caleb Shmomo from 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be an interesting, because uh, you haven't really been listening to this type of music like in a while. I know. So I'm going to jump into that because I just figured you guys have been talking about that band for as long as I can remember. And Mike was always like, no, you can't listen to them, Adam. I won't allow it. But, <laughs> but now, decided. since I can't see you in person, there's no one out there to stop you. Right. <laughs> so well, I'm best hoping... of luck to you with that first album, bro. Cause like, whoo, it, that, that... every album is 30 minutes long. So it's literally an hour and a half of an yeah. entire band's career. I can, I can cram that in like or one smashing pumpkins album. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I will have all three of those albums done by our next recording session. All right. That's going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> all three. I've, I've just been hearing the stick stickly thing. And Dave mentioned one of his favorite songs ever was the people's elbow. And so like now I've actually heard those songs a couple of times and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that was my, that was my thoughts when I first went into this band. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'll figure it out after six more listens here. You'll get it. You'll be, you'll be converted by next week. I think Austin Carlisle is only on album one, right? Correct. Yeah. And the first EP, which I think has songs on the first album. Okay. Or songs that transitioned over the first album. And Johnny Frank was in the band for the uh, first album? Yes, too? he okay. was. He was in for the first two, I think. Yeah. So I will know everything about their six, no, four years of of band life uh by next saturday <laughs> when we record four long years of being a band 2008 2010 2012 and then I'll, I'll probably have to go back and listen to caleb on lead singer syndrome where he talks about how his life was falling apart during those years just just yep. to get into the headspace <laughs> of the time well adam um, that's gonna make you like the resident attack attack expert on the show right, which is good because right. we've been needing one we haven't right. had one and like forever <laughs> and then i'm gonna listen to some scary kids scaring kids after that oh, because okay. just two albums won't stop talking about that album or that you band. know me talking about scary kids scaring kids all the time i don't shut up about it i know and then maybe i'll consider bad religion after that but i still have oh, like, yeah that's gonna be an adventure i still have a couple of those those housey albums to listen to and one that uh the awesome mix podcast uh said i should listen to so uh -huh. i forgot what it was called now but i have it written down somewhere <laughs> <laughs> just re-listen to the episode i'm sure you, you, you get it there i'm loving that podcast though uh, they're like it's what, a good five podcast yeah friend of the show brandon and his, and his friend zach which i believe they were in a band together so you know just like us right so, so many know. years ago and they know a guy named daniel too just like we do oh they do <laughs> oh that's interesting i wonder if it's the same guy probably not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like a like a blog or something. I don't know. <laughs> nah, whatever. Guys 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 named Daniel who write music blogs are not to be trusted. I know. It's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of navel gazing. <laughs> Turgid. <laughs> so I, I've listened to one older album. I mean it's okay. sort of older at this point, but uh, it was 2013's Magnetic. Death Mag Magnetic by the Metallica. And uh, I let me not, tell you, I did not get a chance to re-listen to this one this week. You know what, Adam? That's good because this album is boring. We're not going to miss anything at this point. No, right? this band's ooh, this band's best years are way behind them, especially not, by 2013. We're just like, yeah, like man, like, you and I had come so far as humans by 2013. There were so much great albums in 2013, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. this isn't one of them. This is not going to be one of them. Mm -mm. So, 
I mean, I, I do, I would say still listen to, to boxes and miracle pill like one time just to kind of remember and be like, Oh yeah, well, I'm going to listen to them for the week and trying to get a better understanding of a week. Cause you know, cause I'm sure listening to boxes, I mean, just like listening to magnetic and knowing what this band was capable of back in the mm-hmm. day and being like, and now, now I'm even more disappointed. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can't even remember like uh, a magnetic song, except there's one about like he's talking, he's talking about a like a homeless woman, I think, right? <laughs> Is that come to me? I, think that I thought it was. It. I thought it was Angel or something. <laughs> Bulletproof Angel. I think that might have been it. Okay. And I don't know who. Yeah, this these songs is. all sound. Yeah, these songs all sound the same, dude. There's there's nothing really differentiating them oh, between yeah. one keep another. The car, keep the car running. That was, I, I remember liking that song, the final track, but that was about uh, it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say it was a terrible song. There's nothing on this song that's. There's nothing on this album that's terrible. It's just. <sighs> blah. <laughs> no, that's my review of Mag- of Death Magnetic by. By Metallica, just Robbie's uh, happiest of days song is uh, who not no, <laughs> it's not the happiest of songs, uh, and even Rebel, Rebel, Beat, Rebel Beat is such a terrible single. Like, I would hear yeah, that, you know, they always vocal. start their yeah, they always start their albums with like a single, yeah, and this is just one of the weakest ones they've ever written. Gotta get up to the pot of beat, get on down to the Rebel Beat. No. Mm. No, oh, I'm no. not going to. <laughs> yeah, really? so this is honestly an album that you can just skip entirely. There's nothing Man, really all to kind of, these, of uh all these co-writers on here. Greg Wattenberg. That's, yeah, that's that's kind of a um, that's, that's a re- that's a red flag sometimes mm-hmm. when you when you know that a big band like this has a bunch of co-writers. Sometimes mm-hmm. that can work in its favor, but it, this is like the worst case scenario of having like, too many cooks in the kitchen. They're <laughs> trying to that- have Robbie's songs have no co-writers. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey guys, I, I, wrote, I wrote a couple songs for Death Magnetic. <laughs> I wrote two songs for Death Magnetic by Metallica. Wow. And that was wow, Robbie. That, we'll that put was, these up on the fridge for everyone can see. I, I think I, I've never read like the full Wikipedia article on this, but this was definitely the one where I saw him do that interview where they were like, it's like you give your album to the record company and then they say, we don't like it. Well, what's <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> Sixteen different co-writers that will help you with every song until it's something that we feel you can market and you know go to number eight on the Billboard 200. <laughs> I mean, if this is what um, who is this, Warner Brothers? If this is what Warner Brothers was happy with putting out, like I can't mm-hmm. imagine what like the demo versions of these songs sounded yeah. like. Ooh. Like it, it's only sold 98,000 copies as of 2015. Oh, pretty low for them. <laughs> That's very low. And 20, somehow made it to the top 10 in U.S. Billboard. 29,000 wow. the first week. <laughs> Good God. So, you know, I, but what this was album it isn't for what anybody. Was in what, June 2013? What else came out in June 2013? I'm just, I don't know. And I don't know what month that came out, but, uh, you know, that, that, uh, you mean as far as like big gigantic bands? I was, I, I, uh, Some Paternal didn't come out that month, right? That was more I April. Think that came out in August. Oh, I oh. think you're right. It was, you're right. It was April. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but and then we had you know uh, a Skylight Drive. I mean their album Skylar came Drive, out yeah, exactly. That was Panic that, at the Disco was that well, year as well. They took over. I mean there was no way Rebel Beat had a chance here. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and you know and that, and that's just like the lesser known bands and in, in, in their 
gigantic albums that came out that year. So, man, man you were you were you had the odds stacked against you, Goo Goo Dolls. Better luck next time. So that's the, uh, it's a little refreshing with boxes. You feel like okay, they're writing good songs and they don't have anything kind of hanging over them. Being like, right. you need to write the, the the next great song, and you're trying too hard. So it's just like boxes is like, hmm, I I, I can enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Adam, let's move on to something that's a little current. Oh, uh, I don't know. You, you've been checking out this album, right? This album that came out uh, two Fridays ago on May oh. 8th. Oh. Debut album from lead singer of oh. Paramour. Uh, this is Haley Williams and her full project now. She released the first, uh, the, the first two thirds of the album prematurely for some reason. I don't know what the marketing decision behind that was, but uh, Pedals for Ejaculation. <laughs> Pedals for Armor uh, has now been out uh, for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> a full fifteen tracks. That's a of, long. Uh, Haley. Oh my God, it's a long album. It's it's this kind of Haley kind of doing, I guess something new uh, vocally. I mean, she's Haley's known for her big bombastic voice, and she's kind of toning it down here. She's kind of going for the little bit of the art pop. Kind of going for the little, little bit of the indie vibe, the mm-hmm. indie sad girl vibe. Uh, you know, she she described this as like the best way to protect myself is to be vulnerable. Oh, okay. Well, you know, as much as I, you know, I I, I see that somebody put so much effort into their solo project, even though it was still produced and played on by the two other guys in her band. <laughs> yep. You, you, you feel bad. When you it doesn't click with you, and maybe there's just something it like for us it was not written for. Yes, and but at the same time, it's not very enjoyable. I, I enjoy like part one quite a bit, but uh, there's only like two or three more tracks of those last ten that I'm like, hey, those are good songs. Yeah, uh, the track nine, Roses, Lotus, Violet, and Iris, I came to enjoy quite a bit uh, because that one... It's Julian it, Baker sounding yeah. super bored. <laughs> well, uh, you know, she kind of sounds super is, bored a lot. Roses, but... roses, roses, <laughs> roses, 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 roses. <laughs> yeah, so the, in that song, like she's inviting prominent other prominent female indie artists to come sing on that track as well. And you know what? I, fine, I liked it. Fight me. <laughs> roses, roses. <laughs> That's the song, Adam. Yes, I, I'm trying to talk about roses, 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 roses. Yeah, you, yeah, you nailed it, dude. It, it, there's not really much for us, I guess. Uh, maybe, maybe this is, isn't for us. Maybe we just don't get it. Uh, this is just kind of an album. This is. It's Ooh, a weird... big swing and a miss for us as far as our expectations go. It's a weird thing to think of her as being 31 now. So she is I, 31, I, isn't she? I had to like take a couple of clicks in my brain to let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, oh my God. She's like, now she's almost my age. Because seriously, when she was like the new young hot thing, I felt dirty for finding her attractive because I knew she we was all like did, didn't we? 16 or 17, and I was apparently only. 25 <laughs> yeah now it's like oh she's 31 that's 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 totally fine now but <laughs> anyway i it's it's her own thing i mean lights does things very similar to this but i tend to enjoy lights a lot more yeah but lights always has 
like she does songs in this vein, right? But like I think Lights has an overall ener- energetic nature mm-hmm. to her to her music writing that's just kind of lacking in this. And I'm not saying that she's that Haley Williams was supposed to write a Lights album, but you know, right. it's just that's just kind of what I was expecting. Um, and you know, because we're so familiar with Haley Williams as Haley Williams as a vocalist. I guess we had other expectations as to what a solo album from Haley Williams was going to sound like. I guess and so. it's, it's something getting, completely different, you know. It's getting pretty darn good reviews from the rest of the world, so It's I getting guess. great reviews. So I wonder if just like, you know, we we are we aren't just we aren't the target audience for this and I think that's that's probably just what it is, you know. Okay. It, it's okay. If it's not for us, it's not for us. It's this isn't going to come anywhere near my top 10 albums of the year. No. When the, when the year, when the year ends next month, I gave it like a six or a seven out of 15 total. Mm, So you liked about half of it. Yeah. I I think sudden desire and dead horse were, were the strongest tracks, Mm. but those were just two standouts out of not that many. Yeah. For, for an album that I think is intentionally kind of tonally kind of droll. There are songs here and there. That can that kind of catch, grab your attention, but excuse me, there aren't a lot of like big choruses, big memorable choruses. There aren't a lot of lyrics that kind of stick out and stay in your head. Uh, in my opinion, it's just kind of like it's just like a, a cute little art project from from Haley Williams, and yeah. she has stated in interviews since this album's come out that she's interested in writing another Paramore album again. So, you know, maybe that'll come in the future. Maybe we'll get more of this, but you know, maybe. whatever. I mean, it's for the, people out there who enjoy it. The the guys who co-wrote her music are also in Paramore, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe those guys and Haley Williams should form a another band maybe. called Paraless or something, Par- <laughs> and <laughs> and maybe write some like energetic alternative rock or something. That's I, I don't know. It's just work. May, I don't know. But we just we, an idea. This is why she hates herself is because we expect more from her exactly this album is not for us <laughs> maybe we should just leave it where it's at and be like you can have it indie girls who don't yeah. like us anyway that's fine sad girls for uh, sad music for sad indie girls so, i mean this, you know, is, this is atlantic that's like has paramore been on that big of a label before i can't even remember now i think the last couple of albums were on uh major labels i can check really quick if you give me just a couple of minutes uh, but uh, after laughter, I'll keep singing. Roses, roses, <laughs> roses, 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 roses. Well, it looks like all of their albums have been on Fueled by Ramen. Uh, the self title was uh, was on Atlantic, but not After Laughter. Mm, okay. So I so yeah, it's like, so I wonder what the legal, the legal stuff was with their music had to be. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. That's okay. It's just it's it's not our thing, but we were gonna listen to it. We had to, and yeah, that that just enjoy it, ladies. If there's yeah, a guy, I just don't there, like when like my hype gets deflated, you know. But it, it is what it is. I mean, you're holding on to 2013 Paramore at thus their height for you, and I think yep. they've moved on from the innocence that was the self. From me, they've moved on from me specifically. Yes, <laughs> Lunacore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm almost done with uh, some uh, Goo Goo Dolls, and you're gonna be moving on to some Attack Attack. I look full. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun conversation. Oh man, uh, talking to you uh, about that. I really look forward to reading like all their history. I hope that there's a lot of it on Wikipedia. <laughs> I think in in um 
in lieu of our game that we played today, while you're, uh, you know, while while we're reviewing some Attack Attack, I'm gonna go look up some choice reviews and kind of read them along while while we're while we're talking about Attack Attack next week. How does that sound? That would be a good idea. <laughs> Sounds like, fun. I, 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 the the opening track on uh, This Means War is like some interesting Japanese like movie kind of thing. And so I'm only listening to that one on YouTube because it's not on Amazon music. So oh my God, it's, it's like a minute and a half intro of like Japanese movie. And then it breaks into. <laughs> Do you need a copy of it? I can download a copy of it. And get, I'm, I'm get fine. It I can keep okay. skipping over the ads. Like, you know, what sucks guys, social distancing, you know, don't we miss our, our restaurants? <laughs> skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I, well, can, I can live with it for one album <laughs> okay yeah and and like you said it, it's gonna be done in what like 28 minutes so it's whatever. pretty short <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> well folks thank you again for joining us on another week of this of skinny distancing uh we hope you enjoyed that fun little game and if you guys enjoyed it let us know and we'll maybe we'll do that again in the future maybe we'll have adam find some uh one star reviews and make me have make me make me guess so yes. I'm I'm really terrible at that, at that kind of stuff. So, you know, you you did a good job. You actually you actually got like most of them correct. So, well, when you narrow it down to like the the around the number that it is on my best albums ever, it, it made it a little bit easier. Okay, <laughs> but and and and, and you know, because reading the review in hindsight, I was like, maybe this doesn't leave a lot of clues. So maybe I'll just kind of guide you in the right direction. Okay. So if, yeah. uh, for those of you who are worried about the Cubs game that we're currently at, uh, the Cubs are losing 6-1. to one. Um, So Mike and I are having a terrible time. That's why it's so quiet uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, Cubs, the Cubs fans that, that go to Petco Park, mm-hmm. like they're just very upset right now. They don't want to say anything, so it's very nobody, quiet. Yeah, nobody opens their mouths or talks during the entire game. <laughs> they just stand up and make like a really, I don't know, a, a bizarre kind of fist pump. And uh, it's, it's back down really, really an emotionless fist pump. Yes. So uh, it's going to be a bad drive home tonight. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's gotten so bad that all the Cubs fans have just turned their attention to us recording this podcast live at Petco Park. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. not only do we have a digital audience, now we have for the first time ever a live audience. Hooray. Congratulations to us, to Skinny with Mike and Adam. Yes. We so we hope that you guys had a good time this week. Hope you're continuing to stay safe as Things are starting to open up and, you know, and, and, and quarantine is starting to be lifted in some places. Stay safe out there and uh, continue to listen to your healthcare providers. And with my and with that, we're going to end out another week of the skinny with Mike and Adam for my co-host. Adam, I am your co-host, Mike, like we say all the time because we've never seen each other in person <laughs> ever. <laughs> all I can say is using a ratchet tie down on a grill if you're putting in the back of a truck a little bit better than Mm. just bungee cords i'm just saying consider completely unrelated statement that i don't know what you're talking about why would you refer to that ever i don't know (laughs) and uh, once again guys this is uh honestly anywhere with their debut song debut single dead friends you can check them out starting june 1st but uh here's a sneak peek on this week's episode enjoy Mm -hmm.